Hi, Che. I'm calling in with a bit of an unusual request, perhaps. I'm intrigued. I would love a little bit of a peek behind the roleplay rescue curtain. I can't help but notice the kind of impeccable structure that you've got to your shows. Clearly, you're taking a lot of time thinking about your content, scripting it out quite often, putting a lot of polish in to the production. You've got all your stingers, your music, everything very professional. In particular, season nine seems to have raised the bar. And I'm wondering how you set about doing this. Do you just grab moments when you can and and write things out? Are you writing maybe multiple drafts? Are you um, brainstorming the stuff and then editing it down and like coming up with loads of ideas and then just throwing a load out? I'm just super curious. I know you take a break every now and then and you've explained that there's some planning going on and you've organised your series structure. Yeah, I really don't know how you do it. Perhaps you could assist. Take care, mate. I'll catch you later. Hello, Rescuers. My name is Che Webster and this is a bonus episode of Roleplay Rescue. Thanks, Colin, for the positive feedback on the show. And it's good to know that you noticed the quality of what I'm doing is always improving. Or uh, at least that's my hope. This episode, I'm going to pull back the curtain and try to answer Colin's question. If that's not of interest to you, feel free to stop listening now. So, just for Colin, here's how I go about podcasting an episode of Roleplay Rescue. Rescue! Hello Rescuers, my name is Che Webster and this is a bonus episode of Roleplay Rescue. Okay, so you want to know how I put together an episode of Roleplay Rescue. There are essentially three different methods that I have. Method number one is fully scripted Saturday episodes. Method number two is completely different. Um, The Dungeon Master's Diary, which is now done for patrons only, is done completely off the cuff and using completely different tools. The third type of episode is this type of episode, where I have a call-in or something that has stimulated me and I'm very quickly responding. And I'm, generally speaking, not scripting. That being said... I may have some notes, and today I do have a few notes just typed out to help me guide myself through the process of talking. So let's imagine I'm doing an episode for Saturday, a mainline episode. The first thing I need is a script, and good question there from Colin was, you know, where do I get the ideas? How do I go about sort of generating those ideas? Well, the truth is that my brain is always working. My brain never stops Um, And it is, I guess, an element of my own sort of anxiety that the other side of that coin is my brain is constantly generating ideas. And what I've done recently is I've been working on gathering up ideas in a much more sort of fluid way. So in my bullet journal, which I have, it's a leather bound um, 
Italian hide leather book, um, which essentially is my day-to-day diary. I actually have um, a little section here entitled RPR episode ideas. And in this particular uh, copy right now, as it stands out, I have the system fluid episode listed and underdogs, which are recent episodes. And then there's another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ideas here written down. I've come across over the last few um, weeks, really, as I read things, as I think about things, as I hear things. I'm usually um, inspired by other podcasts I'm listening to, and uh, not least of which Collins. Um, but also the things I read, uh, the things that I'm looking at, the games that I'm having, um, and general ruminations that I'm having around my hobby. So ideas go in the book, and then when I have to sit down uh, and produce a script, I basically go to the book. I used to have uh, a long list typed up on, on a sort of digital file, and I used to sort of script out the entirety of the plan of the series before uh, I sort of started to write them I've moved away from that I've become a lot more fluid as I've begun to deal with my anxiety in the last few months and so what I did is I imported many of those ideas some of them are still stored on the computer somewhere that I can go look at but I essentially imported some of those ideas to this season and that was the first six episodes and then from there I've been loosening up and I think that's probably made me a little bit more responsive to what's going on rather than sort of planning out I don't know 20 episodes or 10 episodes, you know, several weeks ahead and then scripting them through over an, over a number of weeks and producing them, um, I'm actually now able to be a little bit more responsive to what's actually happening as I record. So once I've got my idea, I then need to script it. And as I rather musingly did there, I, I usually just type out my script. Now I use um, a piece of software on my computer called Scrivener. And I use it because of two things. One is I can have an individual sheet for every single individual episode. And the second thing is that I can see that both on my iPad, which I use for writing, and also on my computer. So essentially, these are be- these files are being synced to Dropbox, and I can look at them on my iPad. I can also look at them on my computer. This is a great advantage for me because it allows me to go away to a quiet space in my house uh, with my iPad and just type away and just get ideas out. This normally happens very early on our Saturday or um, yeah Saturday morning most of the time. So I was about to say on a Sunday as well, but usually it's a Saturday. The deadline for having a script is usually a Saturday because my process is then I'm going to record on a Saturday usually mid-morning or into the afternoon, early afternoon, and edit the thing together for release on the following Wednesday to the patrons on early access. That then goes for the following Saturday. So I'm working about one week ahead all the time. Again, I used to work a couple of weeks ahead, give myself the buffer. But again, I've tried to loosen up and, and relax a little bit more in, in recent weeks. So I sit down and I bang out the script. And sometimes that's it. I just go and then I go and start recording that script, and I'll get onto that in a second. But sometimes what happens is I edit the script. So in between writing it and starting to record it, my brain continues to work on it. And sometimes new ideas pop in, sometimes I hear something new that sparks an extra idea, or sometimes I get a call-in. And in a couple of episodes, I think you might have noticed that call-ins have been added to the show, and these have come in you know, after I've written um, and kind of add to the show, or have allowed me to respond to the sh- in. in my thoughts you know through the show if that makes some kind of sense right so that's the first step you know get a script it starts with ideas in a book which then get turned into 
text on a screen which then gets perhaps edited before I sit down to actually record. The next step is the actual recording of the sound for an episode. So I do my script in pieces. I know that I can probably speak for somewhere in a region of around about five minutes on script without too much interruption. If it goes longer than that, I actually do get a bit weary. So, I mean, the intense focus required on reading on what's on screen is quite difficult for me. So I tend to break it into chunks. And that has meant that I've evolved this style, which does you know, various segments of the podcast, which I also think is helpful for the, the listener and breaks up the episode. But anyway, what I do is I record a piece of the script and then when it's finished, I go listen to it and I fix a few things. So I'm going to try and demonstrate that on here. So just to start with, a bit of a warning. In a moment, there's going to be a section of this which isn't edited and will probably be a heck of a lot louder and a heck of a lot more intense. But the first step is to listen to the whole recording. And what I do is I cut out any sections that I'm not happy with. I generally speaking, try to take out any stumbles over words. And if I do that while I'm recording, I'm, I'm kind of in a position now where I would just repeat what I said again and then edit out the old bit when I come to this editing stage. So what am I using to record and edit? Well, first of all, I'm using a piece of software called Audiotonic. Basically, this is a free piece of software you can download onto your computer and it allows me to set up my sound files with multiple tracks. So I don't know how I can explain this to someone who's never looked at this. And I'm very nervous about this as well because I know there are at least two sound engineers that listen to this show and several podcasters. So there are probably people who do know what I'm talking about. But essentially what you have is imagine a sort of a, a stream of sound uh, waves being shown on screen. Um, and this is currently recording in stereo. And I have two lines. I can see the left and the right track, which is the left and ear and the right ear, respectively. And we are able to see the, the waveform and pattern forming on the screen. What I'm able to do when I edit is find the bit of that waveform that is not wanted, highlight it, and literally hit delete on my keyboard, and it goes. So that's the basic tool. I'm using Audiotonic to record, and what I'm doing is I'm layering the sound as well. So I'm layering tracks. I don't know if this is the most efficient way of doing things, but it's how I evolved how I do it. And what I do is each section I'm recording has a separate track, and I can overlay tracks so I can have sounds merge. I, for example, when a calling comes in, I may well have um, that fade in on the start. If there's a maybe road sound, I'm thinking of like Jason calling quite often. There's a bit of road sound if he's in the car. I'll fade that in at the start using the um, Audiotonic software. And then I'll overlay the last bit of my speech with his kind of sound as it fades in. And that just allows the whole thing to flow naturally. Or at least... I think it does. Hey, Trey, Jason here. Just listened to the latest Secret Fire, and yeah, the Anxious GM's Guide to Gaming is definitely a product I could use. <laughs> right then, so the next thing I want to talk about is the limiter. So quick warning. I think I mentioned it a minute ago, but again, a warning. This bit next is going to be louder than the rest. So when I record raw, it sounds like this. What I then do is I go and take that sound 
and I put it through what's called a limiter. And what this does is place the upper um, limit of the sound is a certain level of decibels and it means that I can, if I set a limiter on everything in the entire show to the maximum level, everything in the show becomes equalized to that maximum sound level, which means I stop having parts of the show that are super loud and parts of the, sh the show that are super quiet. So when I record raw, it sounds like this. So when I record raw, it sounds like this. The other tool I use is the amplifier. And what the amplifier allows me to do is take a very small, quiet sound and well yeah ramp it up in sound ramp up the volume of that sound and make it again equalize across the entirety of the episode this is incredibly valuable let me just try and demonstrate that so this is me talking quietly away from the mic so this is me talking quietly away from the mic and i trust that you can hear the difference there so that's the fundamentals of how I make sure the sound is even across the entire episode. And I hope that's not too technical and too boring. So I've recorded all the audio and I've edited it into shape. I have lots of pieces which are now layered into a single sound file um, in Audiotonic. And then what I do is I start to fit those pieces between the stingers and other pieces of music or sound effects or whatever it is I need for the episode. One bonus tool that's really worth mentioning is that one, it's exclusively available to me because I use Anchor. Anchor's the podcasting app that I use to essentially share my podcasts. From day one, I abandoned using it as a recording tool altogether. I did episode zero. If you go right back to the start of Roleplay Rescue, the very first episode is recorded using the Anchor app. And essentially, the problem I had was when I was playing feedback, for whatever reason, I could hear these big gaps between the sections of the podcast, the different um, elements in that podcast and I think it was because of the streaming um, the streaming was kind of delaying between and I just I couldn't bear it so I ended up immediately trying to figure out how to use uh, you know sound software I landed with audio tonic and I go from there but the one good thing that anchor offers me is the ability to overlay music to or more precisely put music underneath the thing I'm saying <laughs> So almost every episode that I record has me having to do some kind of exposition and I rather liked some of the music that's used on Anchor uh, under various categories. The key category that I use an awful lot is the curious category, music that has that curious tone and I hope you can perhaps pick up on that with this particular piece of music which is a favourite of mine. But essentially what I'm able to do is break up the sound of me just talking on my own and flat with a piece of a speech that has music underneath it in a way that I think kind of engages the listener and just changes up the flavour of the show. By carefully selecting the two or three pieces of music that I use on a regular basis, I kind of give the show a flavour, but at the same time, I kind of make life easy on myself because the hard way of doing this is to record all your audio file, have a separate sound music file, and then put the two under each other. And I'm just way too lazy for that a lot of the time. So I get Anchor to do it for me. 
And that is simply a process of recording the audio piece of voice I want to put music behind, upload it to Anchor. On Anchor, there's a tool that allows you to um, basically put music onto that piece of track to combine it. It does that automatically, takes usually less than 30 seconds, and then I just export that back out into my Dropbox and then pop it in my episode. So where have we got to? I've written a script. I've edited the script, maybe. I've recorded all the bits. i put all the bits together in an episode. Some of those bits, or one of those bits, I usually end up putting some anchor music behind if it's a longer episode. And then I construct the whole thing in audio tonic. Music comes from one of two places, really. Either I have the wonderful pieces that have been composed for me by TJ Drennan and by John Cohen, uh, respectively, depending on which of those I'm using, or if I'm doing a Dungeon Master's Diary, T.J. Jones' Dungeon Master's Diary pieces of music, and I essentially throw those at the start and end of the episode as separate tracks and overlay them. Um, I have got stingers as well from both of those great artists, and so those can be thrown in between segments of voice to just break it up a little bit, and, and that's all pretty straightforward. The other thing I might have is sound effects. So I do have, for example, on Dungeon Master's Diary, a clock ticking, which kind of goes underneath, and I have it sort of these pre-done pieces, really, that are of various lengths that kind of you know become fade in and then fade back out again. Anyway, all those elements just kind of help me to pull the show together. And I'll be honest, I just do that on the fly. So as I'm kind of putting an episode together, I have a sort of, I think I have some sort of innate sense of how I want it to flow, um, and I just kind of throw it together. Once I'm done, I export the whole thing out as an MP3 file. It gets uploaded to Anchor. I then have to type up the show notes and stuff like that. And once it's on Anchor and scheduled, I then go across to Patreon and I throw it up there. Same process, really. Upload, put in the show notes and schedule. Patrons who are $3 or more get the show three days usually, sometimes a bit further, sometimes a bit less, but certainly ahead of uh, those patrons who are just one dollar or you guys just on on anchor and that gives the early access ability which is kind of neat um, it's a way of rewarding those guys who put in a little bit more than a simple dollar into the tin every month um, and I, I really enjoy being able to do that so that just leaves us with the last two types of episode really call-in shows essentially all i'm doing is grabbing everyone's call-ins from anchor exporting them out putting them through a limiter or amplifying process on here and then just fitting it into my episode. And then I record my responses separately. And finally, I'm doing the Dungeon Master's Diary, which is me recording on my iPhone. I basically have a... Um, I can't remember what model it is now. Um, but a relatively new iPhone. It's not the iPhone 11. It's the one before that. Um, but essentially, I just record on that and... Um, export the files into my Dropbox, I then import them into Audio Tonic, fiddle with them as described before, and fit them together in my episode. And that is in a nutshell how it goes, I guess. I guess the last thing to talk about is two things. Um, the sound of rats in the background, which sometimes I ignore, which I'm going to do today, and sometimes I actually edit out and re-record things, because they can be pretty noisy at times. And the only other thing to say is what mic I'm using. And I guess that's improved because at Christmas, my wife bought me my wonderful Rode microphone, which I'm using now. This has uh, suspended um, vertically on a boom arm on the desk in which I use my computer. And the other thing to say is that last year, I invested in a much faster desktop computer. So this one has 
um, much higher processing speeds but more important than anything is it has 32 gigs of memory which allows it to process sound files way more efficiently than my old computer did and that as they say is pretty much everything unless there's something well i mean there's probably myriad things i've missed talking about and loads of detail i could get into but i hope that answers the question without being overly ponderous you'll have to let me know colin anyway thanks for calling that's about all i've got to say on this subject today i'm che webster this is a roleplay rescue bonus episode on podcasting game on